Hello, Lupus Warriors, and welcome to this episode of the Lupus Corner Podcast. Today, we discuss a handful of vital lupus topics, including brain symptoms and brain fog. Plus, we'll hear an excerpt from a discussion on lupus flares between Dr. Donald Thomas and Dr. Chaim Putterman, two expert rheumatologists and researchers with a wealth of lupus knowledge and experience. So buckle in for an informative Lupus Corner podcast. Brain symptoms are the least acknowledged and most misunderstood symptoms of lupus, but over 50% of patients experience some sort of brain symptom during the course of their disease. Brain-based symptoms of lupus can be complicated to diagnose, are often subtle, and can be easily ignored. Some of the most notable symptoms of lupus in the brain include frequent headaches, migraines and dizzy spells, memory loss, vision problems, fatigue and brain fog, and depression and anxiety. Problem is, all of these symptoms can have causes other than lupus, or can be caused by the stress and exhaustion that comes from living with a chronic illness. Many of these brain and nervous system symptoms are not fully understood, especially the symptom known as brain fog. Brain fog is the colloquial term for the difficulties that many people with lupus face with concentration, memory, and thinking. It is called such because it can feel like your brain is clogged with a thick fog, trying to move through molasses, or covered by a thick blanket. Brain fog is an extremely common symptom of lupus, but often misunderstood by people not familiar with chronic illnesses. It can flare up, like any other lupus symptom, but it can also be caused or exacerbated by fatigue, pain, and improper nutrition. It can also be a symptom of sleep deprivation, which can be caused by worry and pain. As with many other symptoms of lupus, taking care of your body with proper sleep, nutrition, exercise, and hydration can help bring down the symptoms greatly. Now, an excerpt from a recent conversation between Dr. Donald Thomas and Dr. Chaim Putterman. This session was recorded on August 23rd, 2020. To listen to the full discussion, visit progentic.com or check out the Lupus Corner YouTube channel. Hello, and welcome to our conversation today. We're going to talk about lupus disease flares. From a patient's perspective, they cause distress. They also can lead to unplanned doctor's visits, visits to the emergency room and hospitalization, out-of-pocket costs, and poor quality of life. From the physician's perspective, we always want to get our patients who have lupus into remission. However, these lupus flares lead to more organ damage. We hate to see our patients suffer, and they also increase mortality rates. Today, we're going to define lupus flares. We're going to identify tools in the physician's toolbox that can help measure and predict flares and talk about their management as well. My name is Dr. Donald Thomas, and I'm an Associate Professor of Medicine at the Uniform Services University of the Health Sciences in Bethesda, Maryland, where I also teach at the Walter Reed National Medical Center. I love to teach other healthcare providers about systemic lupus and how to manage them, as well as empowering patients and teaching patients. And that led me to write a book called The Lupus Encyclopedia, a comprehensive guide for patients and families. 
I am in private practice with arthritis and pain associates of Prince George's County in Greenbelt, Maryland, where every year I work with hundreds of lupus patients and help them win their battle against systemic lupus. I am absolutely thrilled this morning to be joined today by the renowned clinician and researcher, Dr. Chaim Putterman. Dr. Putterman is a rheumatologist he was, who has devoted his career to systemic lupus and other autoimmune diseases. He's a professor of, in the Department of Microbiology and Immunology, as well as the Division of Rheumatology, where he is the previous chief at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine in the Bronx, New York. I constantly read everything I can get my hand on about new journal articles about lupus, and Dr. Putterman's name continuously pops up. He has written and contributed to over 200 publications. His special interests include the identification and characterization of novel mechanisms of disease. He has helped discover and evaluate better biomarkers that help more accurately diagnose lupus and help measure his disease activity. He has helped discover and evaluate newer treatment approaches and on this note, some of his most exciting contributions are his bench-to-bedside translational research, where his work on BTK inhibition and anti-CDK inhibition for lupus are currently in human clinical trials, and we look forward to hopefully seeing better and positive results. Dr. Putterman, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule and being with, your, with, with us here today. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Thomas. That was a very kind introduction. As, in, as is often is said, I wish my mother could have heard it, but I do appreciate uh, I do appreciate the introduction. I also appreciate the opportunity to sit with you today. You said you're a teacher, and I'm happy also to learn from your extensive experience. Well, excellent. And your mom would be very proud. <laughs> today, today, I'd like to talk about several things. I'd like to talk about how we define lupus flares, I'd like to talk about why does this matter to me as the physician and to our patients, and also how do we identify and manage these flares, and is there any possible way to even predict them before they occur? So Dr. Petterman, first, what is a lupus flare and how would you define it? So um, you mentioned on uh, multiple great questions, and I'm looking forward uh, with you to exploring these really very critical issues for the health of all lupus patients. So let's start with a definition of flare. It really is not a single definition. Uh, I think it's clear that uh, rheumatologists and people that, that have a large lupus practice tend to have their own definition. For myself, I like to use or base my definition off of Lupus Foundation of America, LFA definition from a few years ago, which defined a flare as a increase in disease activity involving one or more organ system uh, that uh, manifests itself either in new or worse clinical signs or laboratory abnormalities. So the change in this disease activity needs to be significant enough that a provider considers it such and also at least thinks about a change in therapy as a result of this flare. That's an excellent answer. And I'm really glad you brought up about the Lupus Foundation's definition because that is what I also like to use. I think it's very, very nice and to the point. What are some of the symptoms of a flare that a patient may experience? Well, um, 
uh, as we both know very well and our rheumatology colleagues, there's really no end to the presentations and to the manifestations of lupus patients. They have disease in most every system. And because the disease is multi-system, uh, the flare will manifest in multiple different uh, types, different types of presentations, types of signs and symptoms. So there's really no one single way of saying if you have that manifestation, you have a flare, rather it can be a um, involvement of, of the usual organ system that this particular lupus patient has or a new manifestation. They never before had skin disease, and now they have a new skin rash, and that might be a manifestation of a lupus flare. In my mind, when I think of a lupus flare, I, I think that many of us oftentimes think about the symptoms that are in the classification criteria. For example, the, the malar rash, the oral ulcers, hair loss, already chest pain. But one thing that I think that draws me and people like you to treating lupus patients is the diversity of our lupus patients and how complicated and complex they are. And oftentimes our patients don't follow the textbook and always have these classic uh, lupus symptoms. They can have other things such as uveitis. Do you have any examples of some, some flare-ups that, that you have seen before that don't follow the classification criteria that physicians should think about? So um, fever is not one of the lupus criteria, and that absolutely could be one of the signs of flares. If you would ask all lupus patients, as you do, the number one complaint that they will have, subjective complaint that accompanies objective evidence of disease activity, they will say fatigue. So fatigue doesn't make it in the criteria, but that there are many reasons for fatigue. A lupus patient has multiple reasons to be fatigued that is not related to disease activity but definitely fatigue can accompany disease activity as well, even though it's not part of the standard criteria that we use for, for lupus. I absolutely agree. I'm glad you brought up fatigue because many of us don't bring it up with our patients. And I think one reason for that is that it's such a hard symptom to treat, but it's so important to address with our patients. So thank you for that. What are the differences in flare severity and how do these different severities impact your treatment options? So I like to, to uh, divide lupus activity in general and flares uh, fall under that rubric as well as uh, mild, moderate versus severe, mild versus moderate, severe. And the, what defines a moderate to severe disease activity or flare is something that is organ or life-threatening. Anything that is organ or life-threatening, I will define as a moderate to severe flare. I think that even uh, mild flares can be very bothersome to the patient, need treatment, but perhaps the urgency in which we um, approach the patient or the intensity of the initial treatment or how quickly we reach for pharmacologic versus non-pharmacologic options might change according to that, those different definitions. Definitely, if we're looking at a severe, moderate, or severe flare, we need to proceed very quickly.
Thank you, Dr. Thomas and Dr. Putterman, for that fantastic insight into lupus flares. And thank you, lupus warriors, for tuning into this episode of the Lupus Corner podcast. Make sure to follow or subscribe to our podcast to stay updated on new episodes. Have a wonderful day. This podcast was produced by Lupus Corner. Lupus Corner is a registered trademark of Progentech, a digital health and diagnostics company working to improve health outcomes for people living with autoimmune diseases. This podcast represents the opinions of Lupus Corner and the guests to the show and does not necessarily reflect the opinions of Progentech Diagnostics Inc. or its management, employees, or stakeholders. The content here is not intended to be and should not be taken as medical advice and is for informational purposes only. Consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. In no way does listening, reading, emailing, or interacting on social media with our content establish a doctor-patient relationship.